Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahabi ajma'in Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amli wa ahlu luqutan min lisani yafqahu qawli Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Kif hal? Alaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Wa alaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Al-Akhbar? Alhamdulillah, kifak? Kullu tamam Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen Miya miya ya adwal One of the first lines was Surah Fatah That's all you gotta say That's all you gotta do he said one of the first lines, the only second line, second line. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So the fact that it's different, yeah. <laughs> built different. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about, man? You tell me. We're talking about the most precious thing onto us. Diamonds? Our woman. Oh, what do you mean? Diamonds? <laughs> diamonds? <laughs> you mean precious in the dunya? No, this is precious in the dunya and akhirah. Subhanallah, our woman, man. Alhamdulillah, man. You know, that, the crazy thing about this is that like, this is possibly like top three most uh requested topics is women hijab women in islam uh like uh, the marriage outlook from a woman's perspective and it's like hey man we're not women but i think i understand where people are getting at they just they a lot of people they want reassurance they want to hear something from uh someone else's perspective and you know we may have the respect of certain people so then they might they might want to hear what we have to say about it now see the one thing is we want you to know that any any opinions that we bring in this episode, like we try not to formulate our own our own opinions. We want to make sure that these opinions are in accordance with the, the Quran and Sunnah. Yeah, the Quran and Sunnah, right? Mm-hmm. So that's very important. That's rule number one. So what we want to start by saying is, what's the importance of like the women? Why why do we even have to bring this up? Why would we even have to talk about this? I mean, first of all, I mean, let's just talk about why you're here speaking with us today. Who held you for nine months? And allowed the impossible to happen, you know, for you, for you to be here today recording with us. Women have the most important job as mothers that don't get no pay. Like they do everything for their children and they get no pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And they don't have to ask for nothing. In the, the pain of like bearing a child and child childbirth, like it just reminds me like um in Surah Maryam, like when Maryam alayhi salam uh had Jesus in her alayhi salam in her stomach and she was conceiving him. She said, well, woe to me, I wish I had died. But like before this, or I wish I was nothing. Like I wish I had vanished before this is ha- before this has had it happened to me. And then, you know, obviously like she hit the, she went under the date palm tree and hit the dates, it had a date, stuff like this. But like, it brings to perspective how the childbearing process is painful. It's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. And this alone amples like respect and uh, amples Gratitude. The of gratitude and the amount of love you should have for, like, say, your mother, and stuff like that. What? Uh, it's not just the women. Like, it's not just the mother. I mean, it's like even before a woman becomes a mother, it's like the the protections that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has placed upon the women, like mm-hmm. the rights that He has given women. Like the women did not have these rights before Islam came along, or at least before the the doctrine of the Quran was sent down and it was here to affirm the message that came before it. Like. These people, they were practicing something that they made of themselves. Mm-hmm. They were following what their fathers had taught them. Not, the not, of, what, yeah. not what the, the prophets have le- had left behind. You know Islam is the true feministic religion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like If we're being realistic here. So it's, it's even crazy. Gave women rights to you, divorce, uh, rights to land, subhanAllah. Like, and now you think about rights it. Rights to die, the, like, hu- the husband's last name. Yeah. Is it, like, to own a business. Mm-hmm. Like before the Prophet ﷺ, like in Arabia, if you really think about it, dude, the women of that time, like they were mistreated, extre- extremely mistreated. 
course. And I don't think there's any like doubt about that as well. Even even today, women are mistreated. Like yeah, women are treated like objects. Women are objectified. Um, like they people take women as something that's expendable. Mm-hmm. And it's like what's as it if they're not human beings. Yeah, like, as if crazy. as if like it, you could just use them up, throw them out like trash, and just spit them out like whenever you're done with it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like that's a dog exa- chewing up the, a toy. That's exactly how people put it. Like you know, if we look all over social media, that's exactly how the guys put it. You know, it, it doesn't matter how they treat the woman. Like what's a what's one of the most common uh, terms said? It's like oh, still hit though. Like at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter how they treated this woman or how she treated him back. You know, if at the end of the day, if brother fulfilled his desire with her, that's that's all that matters. And you know, that's all he's gonna look uh, look at her for. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. Is a is a way to just expend his desires onto her. Astaghfirullah. And it's, you know, the the horrible thing about it is like non-Muslims, they they allow this to happen. Like they allow the the mistreatment of women and women will allow it as well because they're gaining benefit from it. Like we talked about in the the episode of lowering the gaze, like women will eat up the attention from men because they can make money off of it. They can gain attention from it. They can gain followers. They can gain fame. This is is what, yeah, this is what Shaitan beautifies for the people. He beautifies your desires. He can beautify the most ugly things if if it's something you want to do like mm-hmm. regardless of regardless of what it is if if it's something that you are inclined to shaitan will beautify it no matter how haram it is like mm-hmm. people uh we we as muslims we uh crave like companionship we crave to be friends with people we crave like that's that an, not just muslims that's everyone a, humanity we were created to, we are all on earth together whether you like it or not we are on earth well, together we we crave it with um we crave it with restrictions mm-hmm. because we, as men we crave the companionship with a woman but we have restrictions upon it. we can't just get with any woman we want mm-hmm. there has to be you know a sex, it has to be dignified yeah there has, there has to be a dignified way to do, go about it it has and, to be halal like you have to go through the and father you know, and the family and these types of things but if you're not Muslim, like they don't believe you have to do that. They could just give it, do it by word of mouth, just like consensual between the man and the woman. And that way, there's no one who's witness to it. No one, like if they're uh, sneaking they're around, not sometimes even the parents don't know they're sneaking around. Then no, they- not even, even if the parents know, it's, um, it's verbal. Meaning if they want to break it off, they just break it off. That's it. But see with the marriage, see there's con- there's stipulations with that. That's why a lot of people, they don't want to get married because the stipulations of marriage, it's not even, even, not even in America. It's like, even if you think about it, Marriage in Islam, like, yeah, it's very easy to get in one and very easy to get out of one. But it's the, the stipulation of marriage. That's commitment. Meaning yeah, you can't be it, with nobody else. It's the mm-hmm. way that it's put out. Because, like, look, for example, like, in, in Islam, like, before we approach a woman that, you know, we want to get married to, we, of course, have to talk to her nearest mahram. Like, first first and foremost, foremost her father. Mm-hmm. Okay? No, like, any cowardly guy would not want to talk to the father. Like, you know, they just want to get what they want. Because they're cowardly. Because yeah, they're know. cowardly. You don't and have, you don't have the said, balls to know, talk man to man. Like, come on, brother. Because, look, you have to think about it, though. Like, let's say if a man wants to come and marry my daughter, like, I know I know a man. Like, I know what, what kind of desires he, that he has. So, I'm going to talk to him. I'm gonna, I want to actually see if he's actually serious about this and not mm-hmm. just, you know, trying to fulfill his his desire and that's it. And use up use up my daughter and the other thing is the the mahram i mean not mahram uh meher so like when you when you think about it like a man doesn't like to spend his money a man doesn't like to spend his wealth only on things that he actually thinks that are worth it right so like if a woman like let's say she asked for fifty thousand dollar meher if this guy was actually trying to be with her he, he'll pay he'll mm-hmm. do he'll go out of his way you know and I, I see a lot of people talking about meher like it is a woman's right to ask for whatever mahad she wants yes I, like uh, a smaller mahad may be blessed but like it is a woman's right like 
you can't tell. You can't, you can't, yeah, you can't, can't take away her right. You can't yeah. take away her Because at the end right. of the day, like yeah. that's if, was, if, that's if, if that's if that's what she wants, you're gonna have to give it to her. And if you were actually being serious about her, like You'll you you will find a way for it. It's not even that. And if not, just find another one. Let's really dive into the topic of Mehta real quick because that's probably one of the most interesting and popular conversations among young Muslims these days whenever they speak about marriage is the mahr between mm-hmm. women it's the mahr and then the men the way they try to counter uh, counteract them talking about mahr they be like oh and I can have four wives all right so first let's talk about mahr before we get dude, into four the four wives dude you have to pay four before we get into the <laughs> yeah before we get into the polygamy part of it let's get into the four wives right what do you mean? or not you four mean, wives let's get into yeah, the mahr right so for mahr they can ask for whatever they want now, see, obviously, there there may be women online who may joke about the amount they want. Like, oh, I want 50, I want 100, I want 500, blah, blah, blah. They're entitled to whatever they want. But see, when you start seeing a man as a checkbook instead of, you know, someone you're going to spend your life with, mm, like, that 500K, bad. how is that going to help you get better on your dean? That's when you, that's something you should think about whenever you're asking for mahad or when you're even thinking about mahad. Or how even is if, this, how even is if, you asking of this from any man, how is this going to help you get better on your dean? Because, yes, yeah, it's your right. <laughs> this is a gift from Allah, a blessing from Allah. Because what does the man get? The man just gets you. You're the prize, Kalas. But for you, no, you but get even the so, man plus the money. If you were serious about engaging in a marriage with a man and you cared for this, like, why would you want to put him through financial trouble? Like, you're, you're going to be together anyway. Why would you put him through, fi- through financial tro- yeah. trouble? Like, make it easier for both like, of you. But even so, like, you could have outrageous claims. Like, this is your right, but... SubhanAllah. I mean, even just think about it. So, like, let's say a woman asks for X amount of money and the husband actually ends up leaving her after that. At least now she has, you know, she has something uh, after he's mm-hmm. gone, right? So it's not like, there you is know, wisdom. Uh, it's not like, you know, he just left her and now she now she's, she has nothing. She's broke now. And mm-hmm. <laughs> no, obviously now she has her mahad, you know, she, she can do something with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was another point I was going to bring up. It was, go ahead. Look, for, yeah, okay, well, when we talk about mahad, if a girl is serious about a certain man mm. and she had a fixed mahad in mind, but that man couldn't probably couldn't pay, you have to look at the financial situation of him. How then much? How much? Oh, wait, wait, let me let me ask a question. How much mahad would you guys be willing willing to pay? Depends where I'm at. It depends on my financial situation. I'll see. Like if I'm if I'm living good, right? Let's say I'm making six figures. All right. Let's say minimum 100k a year. If she were to ask me after, or if she were to say a hundred, <laughs> if she were to say fifty thousand, right? <laughs> I tell her like okay depending on how I feel about this person I tell her like okay we could Brother, do that 50,000 but look 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 here's what I'm thinking because Mahad doesn't have to be paid all at once it could be if she stipulates it but if I were to be like okay I could pay x amount right now or at the time of nikah okay and then I could pay you the rest like in time yeah you're gonna be fine then I I'd, <laughs> I'd rather do that because if I really love this person I'll be like okay you know what this is a small price to pay for the love that I'm going to receive from you. The blessing, the ni'mah of, of, from Allah that I'm going to receive for making this halal, for making this relationship halal, right? I wouldn't mm. just say, okay, nope, I don't got that money, so I'm going to, like, I'd compromise Brother, with Brother, me and you are very different people. <laughs> I'd compromise. But listen, <laughs> that mahir, that money is no longer your money at the end of the day. Like, that is her money. So, if, <laughs> can't be out here trying to, you know, miss, miss your payments and stuff like that, like... <laughs> Once her money is due, it, it is due, and it, it is her for her uh, for her to keep, and you can't you can't take it back from her. Like if if she wants to be generous and wants to give you five ton bucks out of it to buy you lunch or something, then that's on her. But at the end of the day, it's her money. You can't take that away from her. You can't you put that over her head or anything like that. Man, you also got to remember though, like mahad is not just in cash, right? It's not oh, yeah, just in can, jewelry. It like can, it could yeah. be, you can she could be like fifty k, and I'd be like, all right, what if we want to put that towards a house? 
something like that. What if we want to put that towards something like X, 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 Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Now, see if it's like 50K a house, <laughs> I'll be like, yo. I'll be like, sister, sister, sister. Yo, what am you I? want everything? Like, sister, what am I? <laughs> like, am I a bank, bro? Like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'd be that's why I'm saying like it, it it would be okay if she would stipulate like this amount and I'd be like okay can we put this amount towards certain things mm-hmm. that would benefit you and that ultimately it comes with the maturity of marriage being able to be compatible with someone and come to terms and consensus like this yeah. and that's a very like important thing to remi- uh, like remember when it comes to Islamic marriages and having that fantasy of a romanticized marriage you have to understand that you have to be compatible with someone you have to be able to come to agreements come to terms something sometimes they're not always gonna go your way Sometimes you have to go above and beyond to get what you want. Sometimes, you, you know, maybe she's going to ask for 15K in my head and yeah, you're well, going like, to have 10K. Wait, wait. Like, I just thought of something. What? Like, this is, this is a question for women. If you had two potential suitors, right? Like, I, I can't tell you who you'd like more. But if the only difference was the amount of mahad they were offering, who would you pick? The one with more. Wait, 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 wait. That's a trick question. Wait, you asking this to the women? Why am I answering? What the hell? No, what but the hell it's is? just like, cause if they were both good, but one's offering a higher mahad. Now, see, now it, the question uh, just becomes like, bro, who, you uh, can't, you can't stipulate because man, who, who so got more. You'd end up lighting some someone more. But if you were to choose the mahad, it'd be a, like that'd be that just look difficult on you. Now it'd be different if I were to just say, okay, what if what like the better p- option? Is the one who can only give you a a, a lower amount of mahad than the guy who's offering a higher amount, but your family likes the guy with the higher amount because you know he's offering a higher amount of mahad. Brother, we're getting into hypothetical. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta backtrack. We gotta. I, I can't even answer. No, because it's no, because now it's like been in my head. I can't even understand. That's, that's, that What's gets the point into you're the question, That gets into the question of the family because the family a lot of times family they like to stipulate the mahad for the wife, and I'm like, and when when I when I hear. Um, Bro, you know like, what I see? Oh, the occurrence I see whenever, we're like, even on and off camera, whenever we have these discussions, whether we're, whether we're talking about a woman or we're talking about a man, we always go back to the question of family. And, like, well, subhanAllah, family plays such a big role in Islam. And, like, like the man, uh, like, just the man playing big roles in terms of, like, his parents and then in terms of his spouse and in terms of his children, in terms of his daughters and his sons. The man plays uh, the man plays a big role. And then in terms of a woman, the man, a woman plays such a big role. Like, she creates the family, subhanAllah. Like, and she is the prize of the family. Like, do you not say, like, Salam really instills those values and those traditions and keeps them, subhanAllah. Why do you think we have the highest birth rates? Uh-huh. Well, the Prophet, Ali sallallahu alayhi And lowest divorce rates. And lowest divorce rates. He yeah, said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter a man into Jannah if he cares over his household. I mean, he cares uh-huh. over his women, his children, his wife. But this be- I mean, because, his mother, his father, because think about it. If, if, you're not, if you're not taking care of your household, you're not taking care of your children, you're not taking care of the woman in your family, what are you? You're a coward. <laughs> like, and you can't even, can what is you even call yourself a man? Says, like, in, like the, the men are maintainers and protectors over the woman. Like, you know, simply said, and, you know, it's, it's your job as a man to... You know, look over, look over these things. Look over your children. Look over your household. Look over your woman. You know, you don't want your, <laughs> you know, you don't want all these things falling apart just because you want to be a coward. You know, you don't want to sustain anything. You don't want to step up. You don't want to put your foot down. Yes, now, obviously, you know, th- this comes with limits. You know, don't just take yeah, what yeah. I say and, and run with because, it. Bro, a lot of things, people forget, like, in the Quran, it's like, or like, there's no compulsory in religion. 
Like just as like there's no compulsory within your house. Like there's no compulsion. Force. Not compulsory. Compulsion. Compulsion, compulsory is Why obligatory, that? man. <laughs> yeah, there is obligatory in the Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant, right? Compulsion, no compulsion. No yeah. Like there's no there's no forcing in uh, in the religion. No forcing upon. And that the comes like even like um like if your daughter, you cannot force anyone to wear a hijab. You can't force your wife. You can't force you can't force no one to do anything. And that's just the reality. Even so, and I like to uh, bring up bring this up a lot. A woman should never put on her hijab for the sake of her husband, for the sake of her, um her brother, for the sake of, but rather for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And you know what's you know what's you crazy can about advise that? yes it is it is your duty as a man to like advise like woman because like, if not guess because if you're not sin, you're, 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 you're in for that yeah there's that's actually very interesting because it's like you can't you can't force the hijab upon any woman and the woman should not be wearing it for any other reason other than for the sake of Allah, Allah. Subhanahu wa Taala yeah right and when you think about it for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala even for those women who are struggling to put on the hijab that would be the best time to put it on. Because now you know you're sacrificing all your desires, you're sacrificing everything and that's going Allah. on around you. Like you're you're showing how unique you are to to the world around you. Like you're living uh, if you're living in the West, you're showing that like I'm not I'm not subservient to these ideologies that you guys have. That oh yeah, I'm empowered because I'm wearing less clothes. Like no, I'm not empowered because I'm showing my hair. Like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said for me to cover up, so I'm going to do that. These like when you mm -hmm. do that, even if you're struggling with it, I think like not even I think and even so I guarantee. The reward is even higher than you believe mm -hmm. because it, this is something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did Allah tell you how much, uh, uh, what's it called? Did he tell the women how much hasanat they get for every single day that they wear the hijab? For every single time that someone can look at them and be like, you know, they're covered up, they're modest. Like they can't say anything about them. They can't look at them in any other way. They can't lust after them, especially mm -hmm. in public. You, He didn't tell you how much hasanat you're going to get for that because that's something between you and Allah. And on the day of judgment, you'll see that. But for the one who doesn't, think about how many sins you get for everybody who looks at you, for who looks at you on social media. For um, for like uh, for every single time you choose actively choose not to wear the hijab, especially when you know it's written in the Quran. This is not something unambiguous or uh, what's it called? This is not something that's in hadith, yeah, so you can refute it or something like that. Or you can be like, oh, where's it written in the Quran? There's it's literally strictly written in the Quran. This is not like music. This is not like when people be like, oh, where does it say in music? And then you have to go to tafsir and stuff. Like, no, this is right there. It's right there for you. Like, tell the believing men and, to, and the believing or tell the believing women. To uh, cover some of their adornments. Like, and it's written more than once in the Quran. Surah Nur, Surah Ahzab. Yeah. You can recite the, the verse too, man. Just, yeah. so that, just so that for the people who may not know it. Go ahead and recite the verse. <laughs> you know the one from yeah, yeah. From so Surah it's Ahzab. like, yeah, you had never called he finished off the verse by saying, you know, Allah is, you know, forgiving the most forgiving, most merciful. So even like, I, we uh, always respect what even like towards the men, everyone is on their own journey. Like you don't, you don't become a man overnight and you don't become an extremely mahajiba woman, like this extremely modest person for man and woman. You don't become an overnight. Everyone is on their own journey and subhanAllah sees your efforts. And know that don't ever do anything for the sake of anyone else. That is so dangerous because what happens when that person is gone? Know that Allah is the living, the everlasting. Know and do it for his Hamid. Yeah, who is Khalil Hamid? The free of need, the worthy of praise. Know it is him for his sake that you do it. The one who created the I don't even, you, I'm not going to get into you, that. You brought, up, you brought up a really good point, though. Like, when you're sitting there struggling whether or not if you should wear the hijab, that is the best time for you to wear the hijab. Because, you know, you're 
you feel like you're under so much pressure, right? By, you know, the people around you or whatever it may be. And then you still decide to wear the hijab. You're going to feel the most empowered then. Like, just imagine you're going out in society now that doesn't like the hijab. And you're going to you're going to tell these people, you know, I'm not going to let you look at my body. You know, I'm not going to let you take uh, take me for something that I'm not. You know, when when you speak with me, you're going to speak. I'm going to you're going to speak with me for value. You're going to you're going to take you're going to you're going to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, not, me, yeah. not just not just for what my body has to offer. And when you look at me, you'll know I'm a Muslim. Like, yes. when they, like, especially when people say, I don't date for looks, I date for personality. Like this right here is, it says it all. Like this, this right here evident, shows yeah. uh, uh, strong characteristics, yeah, like, yeah. a strong and, persona. And also like, this is left out when it comes to speaking about, you know, like women and men, like character. You know, like hijab shows, hijab shows character. Like it's subhanAllah, even for the men dressing modestly, using good language, not treating, mistreating people being firm in your oaths, being um, being firm in like your own leader and, and your is, own self-respect, not letting people disrespect you. And this is hijab. Like this hijab doesn't just mean like, you know, of course the head covering because mm-hmm. people have this biggest, the biggest misconception thinking that the hijab is just what you wear. No, it's the way that you act. It's the way that you condone yourself. Like, it's the way that you speak. Like, it's the way that you treat others. It's the way, of course, how you dress as well. It all goes into hand. You can't, you know, you can't have one without the other. And mm-hmm. it, it all, it all goes in, right? It's like, yeah. you know, it's like trying to have clothes and you know you got holes everywhere like you know? <laughs> it doesn't work like that <laughs> like um when you think about it even even for me as from a man's perspective i used to go to the gym wearing shorts now see the shorts they they'd be covering my aura, but when i sit down obviously it'd, it'd go up a little bit and i remember hadith of the prophet where he told one of the companions and he was he was like laying down or he was sitting down kind of and his his garment was over his uh like his thigh was showing and he said cover cover your thigh for indeed that is aura. So then I started thinking about that and I was like, you know what, man, what am I doing? Like I could easily wear pants or I could wear some, um, like so I could wear tights. I could wear compression pants. That's easy. That covers my outer. It's like, I would see, obviously for me, it's not as, uh, I wouldn't, I can't put the same level, level of difficulty, say, uh, difficulty yeah. as it is for a woman. But that was something for me. Especially in a Western like, world. I was just uh, like, yo, man, I just got to do it. Like, I'd rather be sitting comfortable in the gym knowing that I'm fully covered, knowing that Allah looks at me while I'm working out, knowing that it's for the sake of Allah. See, I'm not showing my body no more, and I'm doing this for the sake of Allah purely. And then, uh, because my body's always covered. I'm not going to, like, I'm not here working out just so I can show off my body. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And then, same same time for when I quit music. Like, my, my brother here, he said... Uh, I was like, you listen to music? He's like, nah. I was like, why? It's haram. I was like, oh, all right. Like, I <laughs> One nigga like, Well, lie, that's literally all I bro, did. Bro, that's how the conversation <laughs> went. Bro, I remember we were in the car. I say, I had my AirPods in. I was looking at Quran. There's music playing in the car. I say, he said, you listen to music? I was like, nah. He was like, why? Because haram. All right. <laughs> Turn it off. Never heard it again. Never, <laughs> never heard it never again. Listen and it's the same with you. Yeah. Never heard it again. <laughs> it's... It's kind of crazy how it works. Like, it's look, crazy look at, that, look at the influence on the people around you. It's like it's, it's kind of crazy. It's, it's like, uh, but that I don't know how like how much weight that would hold for anybody who's watching or who's listening to this because I literally just heard that and I was like, all right, you know what? Okay. I mean, my brother says it's haram. You know what are we saying? And I Muslims? believed him. I believed him because I also did my own research. <laughs> 
What? What do we say? Man, we say, Like, you know, we we obeyed. Like, we're, we're, we're here We're here to submit to Allah. You know, well, we, we, we don't put our desires first. We put Allah first. So even even if I have the inclination towards music, even if I have the inclination to go out, you know, exposing my aura, at the end of the day, I still choose Allah over anything because Allah, I'm a slave to Allah. I'm not a slave to, you know, what society what society thinks is right and wrong, mm -hmm. what society thinks is cool. <laughs> and even, yeah, it's it, exactly. Like, like, it's like, no, no, what you just said, man, it's like, it's Every time I hear that, وَقَالَ سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَسِيرِ Like, subhanAllah, <laughs> like, we said, we, we heard, we believed. They said, we heard, we believed. And we, 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 we obeyed. May you forgive us, yeah. Allah. And to use the, the destination. To to use that look, how simple, look how simple it is for the people. Look who how simple it is. Look how for simple it is for the people of understanding, for the people of knowledge. Who like, have iman, yeah. What are, what are the, who have uh, reasoning. Yeah. Don't, they don't go to extremes to try and prove that the haram they're doing is, is somewhat halal or it's only makhru. Like They just, man, if this has a chance of me straying away from religion, then I just completely remove it out of my life. Because you have to think about it though. Like we as Muslims, like we hear and we obey because what do the people from before do? They Allah, uh, Allah came to them and they didn't match their desires. And you know, it's, not, it's not what they liked. And what did they do? They changed this, the scripture willingly and they wrote, they changed it with their hands and they said, this is from Allah. But like these people, they're gonna have a painful torment and look what they have done for the people of today. They've met, they've misled generation after generation after generation. Look, 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 look at the desires. effect. Yeah, just because, you know, it didn't come to them with their own desires because look we also have to think about this right i i was talking about uh to you about it earlier it was like we as muslims like of course we follow logic and stuff like that but at the end of the day if some things don't make sense uh right away for us or don't always make sense completely then you know at the end of the day we submit to what allah has to say because at the end of the day we're not here we're not slaves to logic we're not slaves to our own we're not slaves to our own brain Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we come to, we know that Allah is all wise. So we're going to listen to whatever he has to say, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't make sense to us completely. Even, right if, we have a, and if, even if we have to struggle against it. And that's yeah. the beauty within it. Where would the, at, like, where, what would be admirable about following Allah if there was no struggle with it? Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be struggle. And, like, this yeah. is the, It is Allah's will to lighten your burdens and human, uh, mankind and was created, created weak. weak. Yep. SubhanAllah. Yeah. Think uh, it like just same, like contemplate over this verse. Same with like going with what y'all just said. Like, um, we don't we don't follow our desires. Whenever we think of see something that is haram, we the first thing you say is first and foremost, Allah said it's haram. Allah knows more than me. Even if I have mm -hmm. to, even if I have to question, like, oh, why is this haram? It doesn't even seem that bad. But like when you look at it, every single thing has a purpose for being haram or being makruh or whatever, right? And when you look at when we look at like the music side of things. For me, I was looking at it. I was like, okay, you know what? Brother said music haram. And I look at it. Uh, I look at it more from an Islamic perspective. Like, oh, is haram? Is there makruh? Whatever. I was looking at it like, okay, I'm going to stop listening to music. I stopped listening to music. Those next few months go by. I learned a lot of Quran. I started just listening to Quran. And the, the surahs that I just listened to, I ended up memorizing. And I was like, I was like, yeah, what the heck? I was like, see, I memorized like, oh, all these songs that I used to listen to. And it was, it was like that. But then I, I listened to Quran. And look at that. I memorized it. It was like. It was like, when you look at it, okay, forget what anybody has to say. Just look at the benefit. Look at the ni'mah of Allah that I got because I used, I decided to uh, bring the Quran into my life and leave out the music. Because if you have the music, how are you going to listen to Quran? You can't listen to both at the same Whoever time. Whoever leaves a haram for the sake of Allah, Allah will replace it with something better. And you as a Muslim, you have, to, you have to fully believe like, in this. Imagine Prophet Yusuf, alayhi salam, he gave up a haram woman. Allah gave him... Egypt instead. <laughs> had I, yeah, had I still been listening to music, I'd probably only know like five surahs. And dude, we probably even would be here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, 
you brought up a point. It was about the, uh, oh, things might seem fine on the surface, right? But yeah. like, obviously, Allah knows, hold on. What is the most, one of the most commonly practiced things today that, you know, seems perfectly fine on the outside, but in reality, it's not shirk. Mm -hmm. you, you're telling me you don't have a problem with shirk? Look how much it's practiced around you and people seem to not have a problem with it. But how? why, why do you decide to say that it's haram? It is literally the worst sin in Islam and you see it practiced around you. Like on the surface, it looks fine, but you know deep down. Remember that video you showed yeah. me? All of that video. It's actually it relayed the, 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 the dangers of polytheism yeah. and like the, histor the history Bro, of it. A lot of the crazy. major sins can be seen like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. Or like, it's pleasurable it, or something like that. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it, gambling or something like that. Yeah, like, like gambling or zina. 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 Like, so normalized today, mm -hmm. even even amongst some Muslims. Even what's nowadays, it called? Like, getting getting high and yeah, getting drunk, intoxicated. You know, like it seems like you're oh having a good time until yeah, it's okay until and you're then, later in down in your life and you're down a hole that you can't get down. Until of. no, until you have uh, uh, like you have mental illness. Like mm -hmm. you're you're sitting here, you're depressed, or you're going through something. You're also, addicted. Like I want to bring up another point. Sometimes you'll be arguing with like you'll be discussing with a non-muslim or even another muslim and someone will bring up the question oh why is this forbidden in the quran or why do i have to cover like this in the quran like like this or why do i have to say this that, that, that questions along this nature some people they'll go and try and give the wisdom behind it no the first response to this is because, because allah said god so. said so because yes, look that's the thing about it like yeah i can sit here and talk about all the wisdoms but here's the thing what about the things where i can't necessarily explain the wisdom? i could say it could be from this it could not be from this but at the end of the day allah said so and i know allah uh, whatever he prescribes onto us will only benefit us. So, you know, that that's See, just a common principle. Yeah. It's like, if you think about it, like, what if Allah uh, said something was haram that had a lot of benefits? But when you look at it deeper, you find that this thing that has so many benefits is actually addictive or something like that. No, not and even like, just that. It, the, it has more uh, bad than good. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. There's always whatever whatever is and we hear made it, haram, especially in the Quran, it's whatever good it has, the bad... Dude, and imagine even alcohol in the Quran is admitted to even have some benefits to it. But what? The, the bad outweighs the good. Mm -hmm. And even so, like, think about think about every time in the Quran, in the Quran, Allah says he is the, the mighty, the wise, Al-Aziz, Al-Hakim. Think about all these times where he repeats this, the wise, the all-knowing, the Samiyah, the Basita, like the hearing, the knowing, like just think about all these times. And think about in the Quran, there, there's a there's a verse, like Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nasa antumul Oh people, not just believers. Oh mankind. Oh mankind. Oh people, you are in need of God, and God is like, and Allah is free of need. So meaning He's not, He doesn't need you. You need God, and He is worthy of praise. So worship about, Him. Think about your Creator, right? Think about Allah. Dude, when you he have knowledge of Allah, look at what He created. He created some things way more complex than the than alcohol. And making haram. He created the universe. He created the heavens. He created the earth. He created mm -hmm. us, right? Like mm -hmm. what the most complex like creature on in that mm -hmm. we that we can know of. Like we like, we're we're so complex that we know to walk before our brain even like before we even think about it. We don't have to think about certain things. We don't have to think about breathing and these types of things. We're so complex, yet Allah designed us like this. Allah is the the designer of this, the creator. He knows of you this, better right? than you know yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We're so, so complicated. You there's not like there's not a single person on a single like human being on this planet who's just just like one uh, someone else, another human being in every single metric. You know it's crazy. Even my own brother, me and him, we're brothers. Even me and you, we're cousins. We're same blood, but we're still yet we're still different in different in appearance and mindset. Well, same in mindset. Because we all guys, but we're different in appearance. Like, Dude, not even just that. Look, think about it. 
you know, when we talk about Allah knows you better than you know yourself, you're like, oh, man, who can know me better than I know myself? Dude, your own brain knows where all your organs are, but you don't even know for yourself. Like, just think about that. Your brain knows where everything is in your body, but you don't even know where everything is. Like, off the top of your head, can if I tell you, hey, like, you know, point out where <laughs> your liver is. And if you didn't know, like, you wouldn't be able to point out. But obviously, you know, your brain takes care of things like that. Imagine if you had to think about every single word <laughs> that had to come out of your mouth before you could say it. Like, I wouldn't have been able to utter that sentence, but Allah yeah. gave us this ability. See, like, I mean, like, look, when you talk about, like, we need God, like, look, even look at it from a moral perspective. Like, without God, like, nothing's right, nothing's wrong. I, you know, we, we as human beings, we might be progressing in technology, but we don't progress in morality. Mm-hmm. Morality, morality is stayed the same. Morality is given to us by, by God. It's, yeah. And that's uh, like something that it's is Allah, as simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> Allah created us with senses, with hearing, with seeing, so with, like, use with feeling, with all these things. And we should use these to remember Allah, you know, to turn back to of Allah. Course, we're, I, this is this is the way that we we view things. And um, like, what's it called? We kind of strayed a little bit from the topic. But I think uh, basically what everything goes back to is that Allah prescribed this for, for us. Mm-hmm. And speaking about the women, Allah prescribed these certain things onto you, certain rights for you and certain restrictions upon you. And for the men as well. Like we are not, uh, for a man, it... The Prophet Ali said it would it would be better for you to be stabbed by an iron needle than to unlawfully touch a woman who is not your mahram. So if Allah tells you to lower your gaze, right, in the Quran, think about how bad it would be to be touching a woman who's unlawful for you, who's not your mahram, who's not your wife. Like, come on now. Like if doing these types of things, this is you know what? You could say there's three people shaking your hand. One's you, one's the girl, one's the shaitan. Shaitan's in there with you. But, you know, uh, with that being said, that's going to close out this video, uh, this episode, inshallah. And one thing I want to say is that if you guys have suggestions about episodes you guys want to see or want to hear or want us to talk about, inshallah, because in the future there are different things we want to try, like starting certain series and stuff like that, inshallah, getting guests on the, uh, on the podcast. You know, we, we've been talking, that. <laughs> we've been talking about that for a long time, getting some guests on uh, on the podcast. But um, if you guys got suggestions about topics you want us to talk about, inshallah, uh, then let us know. But with that being said, you know, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Guys, make sure you like this video, subscribe, share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change. You know, share this with five, 10 people, 100 people, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, just to remind you guys, we're not uh, scholars, we're still students of knowledge. So, you know, we're open for correction. That being said, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah wabarakatuh.